um, but just been reflecting quite a bit, and, and I'm, I'm glad it was what was the theme that has been picked because the time we live in is is, is a very very fluid time. You know, um, Paul talked about this will be perilous times. Um, indeed, we're seeing a ratcheting up of things. Everything is just really heightened. There's so much uncertainty around because nobody knows where, what, how. If you japad, many people don't even know where to japad to again because everything is just turning upside down, seemingly. But you know, one thing about God, <clears throat> Bible says, is it's constant, it's steady, it's never changing. So there's nothing, situations can't change. He can change situations, but can't be changed by situations. And so it's so important. And all I came into this morning with a clear indication is there's a need for us to come into a deeper revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and it's instructive is the Lord Jesus. Um, and when we talk about Jesus, you know, we say Jesus Christ. Some people feel maybe his son name is Christ. But, you know, it is, his name is Jesus, which means God saves, salvation. But Christ is more of his function. His function is the Messiah, the anointed one who was sent to bring about salvation. Um, and when you know that he comes in as Lord of all and he's Christ. Um, as a scripture, I think in, um, um, I will remember that scripture. It says he's Lord and Christ. And, and it's that revelation of who he is that we need to come into much deeper because unless you have that as your anchor, everything can just you be in a state of flux. And, and so, so that's why I say it's very instructive. It's, it's very, it's a timely, a theme that is timely because the things God is emphasizing now are not big things. They're just the basic things because when you get the foundation and the basics right, everything else falls in. It's like math mathematics. When you understand the formula, you can solve any problem. And so today, I just bring that perspective that you know, of who Jesus Christ is, is very critical for us. <clears throat> it's very critical to our faith because with what is going on and the things that will yet come to pass, um, it will shake many people's faith. You know, the Bible talks about in the last, uh, men will be lovers of themselves. Men will, will grow cold. Things will just be upside down because they're perilous times. It will try our faith. It will stretch us. But what keeps us on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the right path is our revelation of who Christ is, our knowledge of who he is, knowing that nothing can change him, but instead, walking in him changes times. And so I, I just want to start with a um, scripture in 1 Corinthians 3. First Corinthians 3, um, verses 10 and 11. And this is Paul speaking. It says, well, let me start from 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But it says, let each one take heed 
count on it. Foundation. So Christ is the foundation. Jesus Christ is the foundation of everything. Paul says he's a master builder, meaning he is a wise master builder. He's very experienced. He's not just a builder, a master builder, and a wise one at that. So the Bible is not uh, it's not economical with words. He, he uses words very specifically. So he's not just a builder. He's a master builder, which means he's an expert in that field. But he's also a wise one. And so no matter, in spite of his credentials, the issue is the foundation with which he builds upon. And he says, let everyone take care. Because he builds, and then another builds. He builds the foundation. He builds a And that builds up the key to into perspective this morning that everything we are, we have everything outside of that foundation is place where we focus so much on what the revelation of Christ is. And that's what I want to really highlight this morning. Um, if you look at Acts chapter, I'm just I'm going to read a few scriptures, and I just want you to note them and step by. In the book of Acts chapter two, in verse 20, uh, 32 to 36. Acts chapter two, 32 to 36. And this is Peter speaking after Pentecost happened. He says, this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my dear footstool, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. That's the scripture I was looking for. He says he's not just Lord, he's also Christ. Now, the word Lord was, in fact, when I was, when I was looking at the theme, that word Lord kept being highlighted. And I just went, took, took time to just look at what that means. And the word Lord, the, the Greek word that is translated as Lord is kurios. Everywhere you see Lord in, in the New Testament, you see that that's the word that was used. And it means... A, a person who, the, the one who everything or everyone belongs to, this is the absolute authority. So it is not just speaking of a Lord, it's the Lord, the one who everything belongs to. And then Christ means the one that is anointed or the sent one or the Messiah, the one who brings salvation. So he's, he's both things. It's not one or either or. He is both. He's both Lord and Christ. And so many of us have a, a view of him. Well, all of us who are born again have a view of him as Savior. But a Savior is not complete without being Lord. So for, for many of us, he's Savior, but he's not Lord. Lord, because when we accept Christ, he's Lord over our lives. The question is, is he really Lord? That means everything is ceded to him because he is master over us and that's the true question and that's the true 
test of revelation. Is he master? Is he Lord? And that is the key thing. Lord Jesus. Not just Jesus, but Lord Jesus. Not just Jesus Christ, but Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where I'm driving today that we need to pray to have revelation because the times we are in are very testy times. Everything will shake your faith. You know, right now, we thought Ukraine, Russia was, we have gotten used to it, just like everybody has gotten used to COVID. So we are, we are karma, it's now like malaria. But you are just seeing Asia now heating up with China and Taiwan, uh, with US in the middle again, as always. And forgive me, sorry, I have a little cold. And that just throws a different dimension to things. Because first, we're suffering from the after effects of the Russia-Ukraine war. Now we are bringing China in. So China is the center of every technological production in the world right now. So if anything happens, and China and US, once they start fighting, we see the, the, the shocks. So that's a whole different level of issues. But in all of it, our anchor must be set. Because that's what will keep us going. So this morning is what I want us to pray largely about, about the revelation of Christ, a personal, not a general, uh, collective, but a personal revelation. Because when you have that revelation of who Christ is, you're able to function in any season. That's where you see um, three Hebrew boys who are thrown into the fire. They said, okay, we are not mindful of what you can do. Our Lord is able to save us, but even if he doesn't, we will not die. I mean, what gave them the temerity to do that? Nebuchadnezzar was known as king of the world because Babylon was over about 140 provinces. So they had conquered that many places. And so he was, he was a feared man. And to stand up to him and say, you wouldn't do what he said, it's like, it's a death sentence. So to show how angry he was, as if who are these ones to, he says, heat up the fire seven times more than you would, such that the people who are trying to throw them in got burnt. But Christ came. That, that, that confidence is that revelation of who he is. Yes, you know, you say, you say Christ is in the New Testament, but he himself said, the scriptures speak of me. And so you will see all through scripture, there are references to Christ. They don't put Christ, Jesus by name, but you know that there's Christ. Even that scripture I just spoke about, it says there was a fourth man in the fire and Nebuchadnezzar himself, a hidden king said, this is as unto the similitude of the son of God. So we know that there are instances in the Old Testament that reference Christ. When you have a revelation of who that Christ is, he anchors you. And that's where I want us to pray this morning. One more scripture before we start praying. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And I'll read verses 8 to 11. It says, I'm being found in appearance as a man. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. It says, therefore, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those 
under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so when you read the scriptures, you begin to understand how the underpinnings of who Jesus is. He says there's no name that is higher than him. His name has been exalted that at the sound and the mention of that name, everything must bow. Everything. And when you take into account Colossians 1, that says everything was made by him and for him, then you know that our whole, our whole existence is dependent on him. That outside of him, there's nothing. John 15 says, I'm the vine of the branches. Anything apart from me cannot survive. You can do nothing outside of me. And so I want us this morning to come to God with that heart of desire. You see, because when you have an encounter with God, when you have a revelation of who Jesus is, everything else just fades away. Everything. I love that song, let every other name fade away. Jesus, take your place. And that's what we want to pray this morning, that Jesus will take his place in our hearts, that the clear revelation of who he is, when you come into that place, you begin to walk in a different dimension because your, 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 your focus is on him. Your understanding is about him. Your life is for him. Everything about you is about him. Everything outside of him will pale into insignificance and will fade away. And so this morning, I want us to come to him and just begin to pray and ask the Lord to reveal himself to us afresh. You can never know him enough. Every time you come, I read Revelation 4 and it just blows my mind because it says when the Lord would come to his throne, the 24 elders who have crowns upon their heads, they would cast off those crowns and they would lay prostrate before him and they would just begin to worship. They would break into song. And that is an eternal thing. It's not a one-time snapshot. It's not a movie that you just record. It is an ongoing activity. That means every time God appears, there's a different side of God that they see and they begin to worship. He just evokes worship. They begin to break into song, not rehearse, just spontaneous songs, spontaneous worship. If you ever come into that presence of God, you are, all, you are in awe. You are overwhelmed by what you see. You are overwhelmed by what you, what, what you experience. You, you don't even, all your prayer points just fade away because they are, they are meaningless in his presence. The majesty of God is so, so, is so overwhelming. And when you come there, all you want to do is stay there. You don't want to go anywhere. When you have that revelation, nothing shakes you. Yes, you're there worried, but you're not anxious to the point that you're, you're, you're almost falling apart. You're calm under pressure. So today, that's what we want to press into, that revelation of our Lord Jesus Oh, I just want us to just pray and just begin to pray in the spirit and press him. There are, there are realms that are open to us if we will just open ourselves up. So just come before God and just begin to pray in that language that opens us up. Madika Sota, Rebadazia Plamande. 
Imbazekes kupalia tosha palia deze in zose palikatos kipa. We open our hearts to you this morning, O oh God. We come, O oh Lord, with hearts yearning to touch you, O oh God, to touch those realms in you, those dimensions in you, O oh God. We open our hearts as we press in, O oh God. Reveal yourself to us, reveal yourself to us let us have a personal revelation a personal touch of who you are the revelation that is personal to us that opens us up into the realms of your glory oh god Rekoskopotomia zabalika tale kabo, rendoskopotomia zabalia kota, enga zalakato, shelebrakato zakobalakia, mantakali zika sota, mambrega doja kula bande kazante kalabata, rapanda skubale. Inda kalamanda kazonta galagabate shelus kapota mambraga taskubale bazota ni mazende galebogoto ragadosa kato ragadaza katula ikapra regedebende kuza imbasozo tuskapali amade manda katola kazabruna inda zelebota injaskopale geza imbroto kozakubala katozo kubale katozo kuba ratanzo teskubali inda zale katora kutamia Randaka Sutoku Bregadaze, Mantoska, Iga Liga Toza Bradicazo, Iala Palabana Sutani Brahandeska. We press it, O God, we press it, we press into that place, O God. O Lada, here we are, O God, receive us, O God, Maliko Sabrahande Catola, Celibozo Sutumba Galea, Igala Catose, Cubrandesca, Bola Mande, Mande, Injanos Kepola Bat. Radi, Jelus Capate, Maraketosa Cabrande, Imbalado, Imbarado, Jilos Capa, Ratica. Look on the hunger of our hearts, O God. Gilazo Suta Bragade, Ingabronokoski Bala Catosa, Imbragata Subaleca, Sescopolo Matoa, Ishasa Catola Bragade, Ingalabacato, Alalabota. I just feel strongly that there are a few of us who feel that. That place is not somewhere we can go to. That we're not we're not worthy of that. That it's only it's only people like Pierre Guess what? It's not about who you are. It's not about the reason you are qualified. He does. You are not qualified. He qualifies you. Except. But he, he doesn't say come because you are clean. He doesn't say come because you are holy. He says come as you are, come boldly, not fearful or feeling um, um, guilty. Come boldly because you know you're coming to a place. That throne, the throne of God is a seat of mercy. It's open to you. Just come and he will receive you. 
I feel strongly that there's someone who is holding back. Release yourself. Because God desires you more than you even want to be in his presence. He desires to have you. His plan from eternity was always to dwell in our hearts. So when he asked Moses to build the temple and keep the ark away, it wasn't because he never wanted them near. It was because they couldn't handle it. And over time, he has built us to the place where Christ has come and died. And that allows him to dwell in our hearts by the Spirit. And that has always been his intention because you see how David patterned the, when he brought the temple to Jerusalem. He didn't hide it in, in a holy of holies as God had ordained. He put it in an open tent and instituted 24-hour worship round. And nobody died because he said nobody could see the ark except the high priest. But this was in full view of everybody and nobody died. And that's why you see in the book of Amos, God says, I will rebuild the tabernacle of David because that was always his plan. So hear me, whoever it is, don't let the enemy hold you back. That place is where God wants you. He wants you in his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary and Martha, Jesus said Mary was doing the needful thing, which was to sit at his feet. That's what he wants, that we come, we come, we come boldly. Hallelujah. You know, when I look at certain patterns in scripture, I still want us to pray about a revelation of Christ. When you understand how life-changing and transformative an encounter of revelation with Christ, of, of Christ is, you look at Moses at the burning bush. It's, I, I imagine that that bush was always there, but until Moses said to himself, I will set, step aside to see what is going on there. That's when God spoke to him. He was killing his whole life, more than 360. He totally changed. And this, the zealousness he had was even increased. Because when you read him talking about beatings, about being shipwrecked, about being stoned to death, not more than once, being beaten so many times, he kept going. His focus was that I may know him. As much as he knew him, he kept, he kept looking to know him more. The revelation he had of Christ, no other man has been able to handle that because he went to dead heavens, he went all over the place. When you encounter that revelation, it brings you into a place of newness. It begins to reshape and recalibrate your life. John the Beloved, who wrote the book of Revelation, the one who was known to be the beloved of Christ Jesus when he was here, Jesus will tell him anything. That's why Peter will say to him, Man, ask who, which, of, which of us is the one that betrayed? And Jesus said to him, the one I will give to suit you. So Jesus revealed himself. But in Revelation, when he saw Jesus, it was not the Jesus that was awesome. The Jesus that was fearful. When you have a revelation of who Jesus is, changes. And so I want your, it's not just this morning you're praying. 
that that must be your focus now. That, Lord, I want to know you. When you know Jesus for yourself, when you have a revelation, nobody will need to chase you around to do, to pray, to fast, to do things. Nobody will chase you by yourself. You will, in fact, you won't get enough of him. You won't even want to eat because you just want to spend your time with him, which is the merry posture. And so I, I want us to keep praying this morning. I want to ask Lord, that Lord, mark, mark my revelation of you today. Let it be from today. Let it be a time where I have encountered you in a way that my life changes dramatically. That all those things that made me fearful, no longer the sting of death is taken away and victory is gotten. That all those things that kept you bound, that kept you fearful, that kept you constrained, the, limp, the lead is off. Once that fear is gone, everything changes. That today you will contact and connect with that God. And so I want you to pray again and say, Lord, let that my whole life it is encounter you that I know. See, when you think of Jesus, Jesus does not have any, but Jesus, like I said to someone, designer clothes. He didn't have, but if you needed to pay tax, it was paid. He didn't have, but anything that was needed was provided. That kind of confidence that you are not moved by what you have. Phil, uh, Herod said to him, do, do you not have power? And you haven't been talking, just said, no man takes my life, I lay it down. That is, that one would probably have vexed Herod man, say, in fact, take him away and go and kill him. Because he knew who he was. He had a revelation of himself. And so we need that revelation to function in today's world. They are not moved by situations, you're not moved by circumstances. But what, what drives you is your revelation of who he is, knowing that he's faithful. He's too faithful to fail. Even if you're in the middle of the press, you will function very fine. So let us pray again and say, Lord, let my revelation of you be life transforming in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Makila kosa patia, zus pulumataya kuzabate, inda kala mazota brega doska palia, randa kale bakutalia mazontos kepotomia, igazo zezu kubaladia, jende kelemono soto kubria katosa kubalade, jembro kotosi kubalia kota, inda barra katosa kotalima zentelebokoto, radoska palima desato labra gade, inda bale kazonta gabriata dasutandela prade, mandos kapola, rigatosa kilabadia, untesco pale, open our eyes, open our eyes to see you as you are, O God, inda loze kutamba, rigatosa, malad. Scapota, Regedeze Ketel Brando Scapota, Inga Lava dosa Tukalia Masontagalegabate, Imbroco Sikapa, Mando Scapola Minda Sota Gabriagada, Shalabatala Kanda Kuza Bande Kalima Sontagalegabate, Ingo Brani Shabaleako Talima Sentelegate, Egelegate Sotoko Brigados Capande Akula, Inga Pale, Egusato Scapande Kazontalega Bragida, La Bosa Potamia Sontagalegabateasa, Mandeke Sontoko Briagatosa, Igazo Tosi.
in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I want us to understand that, you see, when you have a revelation of something, or something is revealed to you, the enemy will always, always try and come and dilute your that revelation by either introducing things to you that would make you not believe it in its entirety. And sniggling doubts begin to come and then you just think, well, you know, uh, we get to the place where we feel, you know, those things are too small. I, I, I can't bother God with them because he's not going to be open. Exactly what he did to Eve. He said, as God said, and begin to cast doubt on what God said. Where, where we are meant to stand in faith based on what God said. We begin to now try and rationalize things. And so we must guard the revelation of who God is in our hearts. He says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. The source of everything is Christ. If you do not guard that source, and if the water, anything enters that water, it gets contaminated. If you know anything about the river of God, in Revelation 20, you look at the Garden of Eden, you look at Revelation 20, they're parallels. The Garden of Eden, it says the river comes from east of Eden and it breaks into four branches. There's a source somewhere. In Revelation 22, you see that source. It says it comes out of the throne of God and then it flows. And everywhere it goes, it brings life. So those four streams, one, there's gold, there's this, every, every one of them bring life. And that is what the word of God is meant to be. The revelation of Christ is meant to be. It says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He always emanates and brings in its path healing. But it can become contaminated. And that's what you must guard against. And I want to show us the principle to understand that it's very important that you keep your revelation pure and fresh and consistent. That's the only way you continue to stay in a victorious place. Now. Um, we know, if we, if we know anything about the bronze serpent in, in Numbers, it says there was a time in Israel in the path, in the wilderness, sinned against God. And God sent a plague of scary serpents. And everyone who was bitten by the serpent died. And so many died. So Moses cried out to God. And God said, build a bridge. Let, let's just look at that scripture in Numbers 21. Numbers 21. I'll, take, I'll just read verses 8 and 9. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fairy serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and so it was. If a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. 
And so this, you see, the, the, when you talk about the concept of Christophany or Theophany, it has to do with appearances of Christ pre-incarnate or before we see him in when we came flesh. Yeah, that's why he said, the scriptures speak of me. I talked about one in the book of Daniel, the fourth man in the fire. But there are references that speak to who Christ was. This is one of them. Because the bronze was held up, the bronze serpent was held up, and anyone who looked at it stayed alive. Jesus was hung on a cross, and anyone who looked and believed was saved. And if, if you want to prove that, if you go to John chapter 3, you know we all quote John 3.16. If you didn't know any scripture in the world, you will know that one. But you know, I always say to people, sometimes it's not just about a verse. And sometimes you get lost in the verse. You must understand the context in which a verse is, 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 is used. And to know the context, you read the pre and the post text. Read the scriptures around it, and then you get a fuller picture. So I want to read John 3, and I want to start from 14 to get to the 16 we know. It says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that scripture we just read, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoso, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Then it goes to the scripture we know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so that revelation of the bronze serpent was something that God introduced as a precursor to what Christ would be. And so that is the revelation they must have. And that's the revelation they must guard. If you lose that revelation, you lose the efficacy of that. Now I wanna show you how that was lost so that we understand where I'm going. If you go to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 18. 2 Kings 18. And this is in the time of Hezekiah. Um, sorry, just trying. Yeah, 2 Kings 18, verse 4. It says, he, referring to Hezekiah, removed the high places and he broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and they called it Nehushta. So this is something God gave as a basis for salvation. They now began to worship it as an idol and it had to be destroyed. Your revelation of Christ must, be, must remain pure to be effective. Otherwise it becomes contaminated and now begins to work against you. So where we now begin to take the whole crucifixion or crucifixion of Christ as, a, as the only prayer point we have is give me house, give me car, give me wife, give me husband, give me child. When that becomes the whole sum total of your revelation, it's now diluted, it's now contaminated. Because that's not what God, Jesus, came to die for. He came to die to save the world, not so that they will have a car and house. And so this morning, I want you to understand that 
that revelation of Christ you have, the enemy will always come after it. And you must guard it with everything you have. You must guard it. If you can't do anything, guard it. Because that is what keeps you. That's what keeps you through seasons. The book of Job, when you think about all Job went through, yes, Christ doesn't appear, but he had a revelation of God which precedes a lot of things. When you understand God that way, the enemy tried to shake him down. He stood steadfast. He was shaky, but he stood and God restored him. It's so important that you, especially in the days we live in, that you maintain your, your revelation of who God is. That's what's going to keep you. Last scripture I want to read before we pray, we wrap up. In the book of John, chapter 12, verse 32, he says, If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. And so Christ desires to be lifted up. Not on the cross again. He's, he's already been crucified. But for every time you exalt his name, for every time you lift his name up, remember at the mention of that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Our whole being must be to lift up that revelation we have. In, in evangelizing people, it's not so much about preaching, it's just about lifting Jesus. When you lift his name, everything bows. You won't even have to do, it says pray for the sick. He didn't say you, you should heal the sick. Pray for them. He will be lifted up. You pray for them in the name of Jesus and he heals. We are meant to live that life that makes us very um, victorious on a daily basis. So this morning, I just want us to pray and say, Lord, give me the grace to stay connected, not to be disconnected in any way, to stay connected to you, that that revelation will be guarded with all that I have. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. And so, Lord, we come before you this morning with open hearts. We thank you for the gift of our Lord Jesus, the gift of salvation given to us. Our Lord was bruised, beaten, battered, and killed that we might have life and have it eternally. Lord, we come today. That revelation that you've given to each one of us, it will remain personal. Help or get it contaminated to the point that we we, we box ourselves into situations that we ought not to be. Lord, we ask for the grace to press, to keep pressing. The zeal, the passion, the power to stay plugged in. Lord, we receive grace from on high. Thank you because you've given us your spirit to dwell in us, to dwell in us. That will give us the ability to stay connected. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, oh, your son. 
dice Dios vive Thank you, oh my Father. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Sabbath and leaving your spirit your work on earth is done. God bless you all. Just stay connected and let the Lord keep you, sustain you. The Lord bless, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you peace all around. Shalom. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, Pastor Nigel. Thank you so much um, for such a for blessing us with the word this morning. Um, there were a couple of things that you mentioned that I took note of. Um, I think the closing statement was like the highlight of it. It is when Christ is lifted up. That is when lives are changed. That is when people are drawn. That is when um, um, situations are transformed, when Christ is lifted. And that speaks of the Lordship of Christ, you know, and how Christ should be enthroned in our lives. He should be the one that is lifted up. He should be the one that is magnified. He should be the one that is glorified, not the things that he gives us. It's not the, it's, it's not about idolizing you know, things or his blessings where it is him that should be lifted up above everything else. And so, Father, we thank you because you are making us men and women that understand and um, surrender to your lordship in this season. That is the most important thing you are highlighting to us. You are showing us how to enthrone you, how to lift you up, oh God, above everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we see, everything that we receive, Lord. These are the people you are making us to, to be, Father. And we thank you for your grace and we thank you for your strength and we thank you for the ability, Lord, to become the women, Lord, that glorify your name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Um, Pastor Nigel, I pray over you that as you have taught us this morning and as you have released the word of God over us this morning, that the Lord will replenish you. He will strengthen you. He will sustain you. And that everything that you have spoken, every word that you have spoken um, by the leading of the spirit, you will receive the capacity even to do um, that which you have witnessed of this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again um, this morning. Remember, prayer rain goes on for the whole week, and we will continue again tomorrow morning. This evening, if you're in Lagos and you want to join us for the worship, the evening of worship, it will be holding at the Influence Hub, which is in um, Oniru, Lekki. So um, the details will be put on the WhatsApp groups. If you're watching and you're not part of the WhatsApp group and you want to join us, um, the link is on our Instagram bio you can click and see all the links to join um, all our different platforms so thank you once again god bless you have a fantastic day and see you tomorrow bye